the better life that God wants you to have is paid with miracles. This is The Place for Miracles. Mom has a special book about crying for miracles. She wrote this when I was just a little kid and I don't really remember the, the main story in it. However, the rest of the book is about a recent testimony that impacted us all very mm -hmm. strongly. Can you tell us about it? I was um, getting stuff ready for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, and Thanksgiving and Christmas is um, a lot of food, but it's always the same food at our house. Every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, it is ham, the same dressing. ham, the same turkey, casserole. It's always the same. And I think if we ever deviated, um, everybody would, there'd no, be an uprising. No, don't change it, just leave And alone. I'm not saying it's the most healthy food or even it's a current food, but it, we never change it. It's the same way. So we were getting ready for Thanksgiving and then going into Christmas and I noticed um, I had a sore throat and I kept thinking, you know, I wonder if it's a change in the weather because it was getting, that's that time in the year where it's hot, cold, humid, freezing, and it can't decide. And I also noticed that some people around me um, that I, I had asked in a building where I was working and, and two or three of the ladies there said they had strep throat. And I thought, well, I never get strep throat, but maybe that's it. And, um, and so I, I went to a doctor and I had a round of antibiotics. They didn't think it was strep, but they thought, okay, it's a throat infection, blah, blah, blah. But I noticed that something that was exceptionally tiny on the side of my throat was getting bigger. And I thought, that's not a throat infection. And, and going through Thanksgiving and on into Christmas, I wasn't paying any attention until you could actually see it. At one point, not only could you physically see something almost it's almost sticking out if you turned the certain way and your, and your skin covered over it you could see there was physically something there and I vividly remember your skin color changed you yeah. turned this shade of gray, gray that was not human no it was and almost it, like it was, it was like, colorless yeah it was like colorless but in a gray sort uh -huh. of way it wasn't just like pale ashen it was different. I've yeah. heard people use that word color. when they were sick that they they their skin went ashen yeah, like that. but I didn't know what that meant because I'd never experienced that and and I thought I'm not out in the sun enough and I'm from yeah, Florida maybe I'm not out in the sun enough and then I tried makeup weird and and it was it was all over there was no I'm gonna use the word pink in my skin yeah, there was no color just like a, a gray funky tone and I noticed I was tired and so I said I think I need to get this checked because by now we're talking, yeah. I felt like a golf ball in my throat. Yeah, it, it was growing at such a rapid pace that it was like almost growing right before our eyes. Like it was, it, literally. Every I, time it's hard to explain I, that. On Almost daily you noticed it yeah. was a little bit bigger and yep. it was like red flag. Yeah. Not okay. So I went to a specialist and the specialist said, um, you're going to go get an ultrasound from the ultrasound. Um, they said, we're doing a biopsy. I mean, when I say everything happened instantly, it was within a couple of days from one to the end. It was like, literally, I'm thinking I got strep throat to, what are you saying to me? Something isn't right. And I remember standing in your house mm -hmm. and, and you girls were kind of in the living room area with dad. I think you were watching television or mm -hmm. giggling about something. something. And I got a phone call. And, and I, I, I'm not the kind of person that like um, messes with it. Just tell me. You know, I didn't want to hear, well, we went, I, no, yeah, just, just lay it on me. Cut to the chase. Cut right? to the chase. Get it over with. And 
the woman described it as stage four. Now, thyroid cancer is different than other stages in other right. cancers. But they said, but because of the rapid rate that it was growing, because of the biopsy, because of how everything was progressing at such an instant so pace, and because of the, the, the ultrasound and the, and the biopsy, I am dealing with stage four cancer. I'm like, no, I'm dealing with the sore throat. I'm dealing yeah. with like, and that's my brain was not prepared it, to process. Right, I mean, even the even the rapid growth and the fact that you were very weird color gray, it yeah. still was like, okay, but it's not like it had been a year of all these other things. I wasn't sick. It was like, yeah, you were sick in that you might have strep. It, it was yeah. like, okay, you'll be over it. It wasn't something that dramatic, no. but it was. But it was. And when she told me, then they gave me the game plan. And because of the, you know, game plan and the size of the tumor and everything else, um, the size of the cancer, the weird thing, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if they called it tumor, but the weird thing was I had had a tumor the size of a grapefruit and God instantly and miraculously healed me when I was in my 20s. So I thought, oh, that's what's going to happen. Woo! You know, it didn't. And because it didn't happen in the rapid uh, growth and the rapid spreading, and it, it had it actually by the time they got in and did that, it had spread to two lymph glands. By the time everything lymph nodes, I don't know nodes, what you call them, I nodes, think, I think yeah. it was. By the time that was all going on, I remember looking at you girls and saying, "I have cancer." Or I didn't say I have it. I said they said it was. I will not say I have because I will not receive that diagnosis into my system. No, you didn't say it like that. You said that's what the test came back, but. I vividly remember you instantly, it was like you were overcome with negativity. Yeah. I vividly remember I felt my knees standing buckle there. I, I remember your knees basically buckling. Luckily, you were standing next to the couch where you just kind of plopped, plopped onto yeah. it. Because I remember my knees crumbled. buckling. And I, I can't imagine anyone not feeling that way when you hear something like that. I know that it was, even though it wasn't about me, it's yeah. about my mother. Of course, I felt it too, but it was, it was different. I could see the wash of fear. Yeah. Literally like someone dumped a bucket on you. Yep. It just whoosh, yep. all the air out of your tires. Yeah, it did. And, and it, I'm, I'm sure that was a natural reaction, but as much as all of us sitting around you also felt that, I think we all innately knew first thing we do, we snap out of that and yeah. we immediately believe for healing, which in the middle of, a, of hearing that, that's a really hard thing to do. But we knew in that moment, if we all sit here and all together fall apart, we will be we doing will all you fall apart. no good and we will fall apart. I was reading something once a long time ago because your grandfather was teaching this and he asked me to get the statistics of it because he used the word react and respond. And, and the thing that we were studying was in the first seven seconds, you get the opportunity to react. In seven seconds, you are gonna hear something and your flesh will react. But then after that, in the next seven minutes is how you respond. Well, my first seven seconds was I hit the deck. But honestly, I can't imagine anybody not hitting the deck. Yeah. I think we all have seven seconds I thought I had strep throat, was gonna get another round of antibiotics. And I hit the deck because they said, no, you have cancer. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I have strep throat. And when I hit the deck, I remembered that thought of the next seven minutes. And when I say the troops rallied, you guys physically rallied. All of a sudden, they I think converged we, that we, mama. We, we knew we had to because as soon as, as, as you or the collective us allowed that fear to overtake us, more than the seven seconds, the seven seconds of being a human being, yeah. no judgment. 
because yeah. the, you're a human being. Yeah. But after that, I think we knew if we don't rally yeah. for your sake and stand up and say, no matter what is happening, we believe for healing and we believe for a miracle. I knew if we didn't do it then, we wouldn't ever. It's be like able the to do cancer it. had accelerated. Now, the thought of cancer was trying to accelerate. And I mean, you hear that word and you just immediately think, death sentence yeah I mean how often do you think oh cancer psh, no biggie I mean that's not what you think you yeah. think the end has come and I think we can all relate to a moment where your knees buckle and you say are you kidding me what we work in a healing ministry that was are the you first thought kidding that crossed me my mind this? like yeah. I, I remember thinking I, I was I was just astonished that I mean the part of me was not surprised that that's how the devil would choose to attack but at the same time are, are my defenses not strong enough yeah. to to ward that attack off yeah and, and you just think what like exactly yeah, it's it's almost like mass confusion here <laughs> at that moment but if we didn't take that moment the seven minutes after the seven seconds and rally and uphold what was a crumbling Mama. group, yeah. I knew that we were never going to get out of it. Yeah. And, and it was a cry for miracles because we knew it was going to take one. You could physically, I didn't physically feel like I had cancer, so that was the weird part, but you could physically feel fear enter that room. As if fear were a, a, a tangible item, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was being held in our hands. And no matter what the diagnosis, I knew that we had to, we had to break that off out loud. We had to break it off, yeah. even if it was something that you're you're still overwhelmed with fear and you were crying hysterically. I think we all were. I mean, even now, it's something that I mean, you hear your mother is is basically dying. I I. I remember the whole room was crying, bro. It was like, I, I remember Olivia literally just And Jordan's not a crier. And I'm not the crier of this team, but no. it was like, in that moment, like the weight of the world fell on top of you. And it's, you're so helpless. There's so many things in life that something bad happens to someone. And oh, she's always my rock of me, Gibraltar. Let me, let me help you. Oh, let me help you. There's this I can do for you or that I can do for you. This is the kind of thing where you're standing there and you're like, I can't do anything for you. There's nothing. So even with that emotion and fear that you could physically feel, I knew what we had to do yeah. and what we had to do was even in the midst of that was stand up and say no yeah, that's absolutely not, not that is unacceptable i do not stand for that i did not spend my entire life growing up in a healing ministry to let this win yeah. and and that's exactly what we did even then i remember you I think you wanted to believe that, but even I was in the numb. midst of it, you I were was so numb. overwhelmed that I think you were just kind of like, Ugh. Well, and like Jordan said, if I had had symptoms all along, and okay, this doesn't so surprise fast. me, it was so fast, and I was in such a state of shock. I thought I had strep throat. Yeah. I mean, it was so, and then, and then it was so huge, and I just thought, it, it, it was, okay, I'm going to say it my way. It was spiraling out of control. It was, and it, and it did. And, and I think we almost spiraled out of control as well. Yeah. But even in the midst of that, the only thing that we were capable of doing, other than being hysterical, is to cry out for a miracle. Yeah. And that, in that moment, 
it, it's hard to understand until you've felt that and you've been in that moment. And I'm sure some of you out there can relate to that moment that it, it's, it's sink or swim. It was. It and was, in my case, like, it really was. That was the moment. It is do or die. Literally. And in that moment, you make a choice. Even if that choice seems impossible, you make a choice and you cry out for that miracle and you hold strong in the midst of whatever it is. In the midst of something that there may be no solution for, there may be no cure for, there may be no answer for. You have to make a choice to stand firm for something that doesn't seem possible it was, in, in our human realm. And you know, you said something interesting because you said we felt like we couldn't do anything. We could, we could, and I remember a guy, and I don't even remember much about him, but saying to your grandfather, Oral Roberts, walking up to him and say, you don't even have a prayer against me. And Oral, he was so sweet. He never got rattled, things like that. I would be the one rattled. He would never get rattled. And he said, no, sir, exactly wrong. He said, what I do have is a prayer. And that's when you feel like you don't have anything, you have a prayer. And that made, to me, that was everything. Because at that point, that's what I had to have. You know, in those moments and in those situations, it's, it's so easy to crumble and fall apart yeah. and think, why have you forsaken me, God? Yeah. How could you let this happen to me? And, and it's natural to feel that way. I, I have spent my whole life pouring into this. How could this be the reward that I reap? Is this the end? Seed? This is how I'll finish? This sounds insane. But it's funny that it takes those moments sometimes to really see the goodness of God and to see that those are the times that you talk to him a lot more. You know, when things are going well, sometimes it's easy to forget yeah. that Don't that leave him out of the equation. There. I, I mean, those are the moments that you do cry out to him. And and I, I hate that sometimes that's the way it goes, that it takes those yeah. moments to find yourself on your knees. Yeah. But when that does happen, that's where you see his goodness and his yeah. mercy and his grace and his love and all of the things that he truly is because yeah. he is so good and he wants your health and your prosperity and your happiness and your success and he does not want sickness and disease and poverty and negative things for you he wants those good things and sometimes when you're in the middle of it it may seem hard to believe but those are the times that you really see it the most third john 2 your grandfather would whenever he'd sign a book or something he'd always write third john 2 beloved i wish above all things that you prosper, well not always, but lots of times, that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That word, and people would say, are you part of that prosperity camp? Are you part of that healing camp? Well, when I had a cancer diagnosis, I sure wanted to be a part of that healing camp. Prosperity means successful journey on the uh, road of life. I wanted the journey to be successful. And I remember that when I got finished, there were two things that happened. As I came came out of the anesthesia and I was being wheeled back in the room, I knew I could hear all you guys. And you were room. very mad that you weren't instantaneously healed. I was very mad that, that I was out. not instantaneously was, healed. It was, was a very long surgery. She was very dissatisfied <laughs> with where we I was were going to surgery that she was there and she was not in a very good mood. I was it. not. Lord, you healed me before. Lord, you instantaneously healed me. Why can't you do it again? Why can't okay, you do this Mom, again? Just just go and let the anesthesia Dial take down place. a little bit. And as I came out, I took my cover. I was still praying in faith until literally. And we were they too. Put me and, under. We, and we we stand in faith. But it was just God a different does way. Miraculous miracles, it was but he different. Also works through the doctors, and yes, either way he chooses to work is okay. Remember what I said? I pulled the covers down when I was out in the recovery room, and I said, "I'm not dead. I'm not dead." <laughs> 
<laughs> she croaked out like a frog. Because the scared. surgery on my throat, right? It was on my, and that was one of the things they were concerned about. Was right, was right where it, had, it was. It had swollen so badly that it started out in just touching your thyroid or attached yeah. to it, and then it had pushed into into her voice box, and, and that yeah. was a concern that I'd she, lose may, my voice. she may never be able to speak again. Which was another one of Satan's Which is, tricks. I, yeah, again, really? Seriously? My yeah. voice? Uh, are you kidding me with this? And if I was just going to literally croak out sound, I said to everybody, I'm not dead. And and that, that was you, my declaration. You a moment, I think we I think there was a, a small moment of laughter just because you're like, you know what? You're not. You sound you're like not. a frog, but, but you you're sound not dead. and you're not dead and you're still here and you're still speaking and you're still fighting and this is a miracle. It was already. my cry for miracle. And it was a miracle that any of that came about the way that it did. It was so crazy that It was. It, it was a miracle and now you've you've completely put that behind you completely behind and one of the things i want to say to you i want to pray for you i want jordan to pray for you and i want you if you possibly can go to your local toy store and buy a yellow duck you may be thinking what did that woman just say it was great right up to that point and then she tanked no because even afterwards when i'm totally well and i was totally healed and i got a clean bill of health even afterwards that fear would try and creep up again. Every appointment, every, you know, checkup, whatever. Your dad went out and bought me a yellow duck. And he said, you listen to me. You are not a sitting duck just waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You always remember that. I carry that duck around. Oh, Everybody looks around. Nice that duck has, has many miles on it. So I pray for you. And I want to remind you that you're not a sitting duck. And maybe you've had the proverbial knees buckle right out from under you. Been there, done that. Maybe you felt like the atmosphere brought in the heaviness of the earth in a matter of seconds before you could even blink or think. Been there, done that. But I pray for you. I'm not dead. And so with every fiber of my I'm not dead self, I pray for you to be healed. It may not be exactly the way you planned because this sure wasn't what I planned. But I pray for God to minister healing to you in every area of your life, no matter what it is, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, in your family, on your job, whatever, for God to minister healing. That healing camp, that prosperity, successful journey along the road of life camp for you today in Jesus' name. I think we can all relate to that moment where it just seems like there is no hope in sight. But I want you to remember that there is nothing that you are facing that is out of God's capabilities, no matter what it is. He has the ability and the desire for you to be whole and well and prosperous and healed in every way. So crying is okay. We all have moments. But remember to cry out to Him for a miracle. Cry out to Him in faith, believing that he can do what he says in his word that he will do. And I know that it is tough. I think we, we can You're relate. That. <laughs> it is tough in those moments, but remember to cry out to him for a miracle and for your healing and believe when you do that he will follow through. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this has been a blessing to you. We hope you understand that we can relate <laughs> to the bad things that happen in life. And remember, cry out for a miracle because God is capable of amazing things. See you next time.
Thank you for joining us at The Place for Miracles. You too can learn how to receive hope and strength for the miracles in your life. Today, we are offering Lindsay's book, Cry for Miracles. Just click on the link for more information. And don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications.